Can a marriage survive infidelity? We dig deep to explore this thorny question. Join me, Jean-Claude Chalmet, and founder of The Place Retreats and a featured columnist for The Times, with Amy Cooper and Louise Daniels, on The Place Retreats podcast. Search Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite Android app. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to your next episode, the Midlife Podcast, where sometimes we talk to experts and also to interesting people about their experiences of midlife. We're recording today one week into the coronavirus lockdown in March 2020, and so we're in three different locations recording remotely. I'm in the studio. Amy's at home. Hello, Amy. Hey, Louise. Hello. And our guest, Rich Wilson, is also at home. Hi, Rich. Hiya, how are you doing? I'm good, good, thank you, thank you for being on. Rich is an award-winning comedian and host of an award-winning podcast too, in which he talks to funny and interesting people about men's mental health, and it's called Insane in the Membrane. And the reason we've been wanting to get him on for ages is because Insane in the Membrane is so relevant to many of our listeners. Um, So Rich is a middle-aged guy, obviously a very funny one too, um, and he's experienced mental health issues himself, which we'll come on to. But there are a few reasons why I think personally his podcast is so popular first of all it's uh, you know his persona uh, when people hear him and also when they meet him in real life which I have a couple of times they instinctively know that he's a genuine warm caring person uh, his list of guests on insane in the membrane is really impressive and they all open up to him so honestly about really personal emotional topics um, and people that he's had people on like David Baddiel Rob Beckett James Acaster and many more which sounds like most blokes mates that they meet in the pub and he's described himself as a working class geezer and there aren't many voices like his discussing mental health talking about dark feelings about crying about emotions um rich and the podcast are unique um so rich can we start with asking you why you decided to start this podcast um i'd gone through sort of a self thing i'd gone on a you know i'd i'd had a lot of problems in my life and then I realised a lot of them were self-inflicted. Um, so I went off and I had some counselling and I, cause I kept relationships was where I was having the problem. All my relationships, relationships kept, just kept like breaking down. And, and I just thought, why is this happening? Why does this keep happening? And to start with, you're always blaming other people. So I had counselling and then, and I suddenly realised, oh no, it's me. <laughs> um, okay. Why am I doing this to myself then? So, it sort of came from that. And then talking to people in green rooms at gigs. And I started to realise that more and more people had this had a similar sort of thing going on. So 
I just thought this would be a really nice idea for a podcast. And it's and it, the amount of messages I get from other men going, I, I, I've i gone through the same thing, mate. And I, I, I thought I was the only one. And so it's, it sort of stems from that. Mm. Right. Uh, so you're not an expert at all. Um, and, uh, you know, you make that very clear. Um, and there's, of course, there is an absolute need for experts. Um, but as a, a springboard for men to start considering their emotional well-being and you know and for and I think probably for many people and I'm a big general generalization here but I think also for men perhaps they need that green light almost permission to do that and that's and that's really a really vital thing is to start um that conversation you know for people or for people to listen to a podcast like yours where um they might that might actually get them considering whether or not they need counseling or medical help yes that's exactly what that's exactly what it is i i I found myself in the same position that someone if it's somebody that i like and they turn around and say like for want of a better phrase they give you permission to go and sort yourselves out that's you know I, I respond to that and so I think many people do especially someone that sounds like me when you turn around and say look I was crying my eyes out the other day and I don't know why so yeah. I've gone to talk to someone and they're like really yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this is what I did and they go and nine times out of ten they'll go do you know what I did I was in the car the other day and a song came on and I had to pull over I just couldn't <laughs> help myself and you're like yeah no, this is it's all part of being a human being but we're not taught this when we grow up but this podcast feels like a real passion of yours a real sort of vo- vocation I suppose to, to help other people you know because of your experience well I've always because I used to do care work um, oh. I was yeah I was training to be a, I worked in old in old people's homes and I've looked after um, mentally and physically disabled children so I've always I've always mm. cared about other people and now with the comedy and with that care work it's it's all it's all serendipitous it's all kind of merged together and now it's come out as this podcast and so yeah. it, it, says, it seems like it was always meant to be yeah. um you know especially when the way things are now i even more so now i'm i i always say to people look just message me in, in amongst all this crap that's going on mm. you know now more than ever we need to be opening up and talking to each other so i, lo- I love doing it and i love being there for people and so, yeah, it really does fire me up. Yeah, yeah. You had a really low point a couple of years ago, didn't you? Can you tell us about that? I did, yes. I was, was married for a bit um, mm. and, you know, and she, she was a wonderful person. And, it, it, again, it was another relationship that, that, had, that had gone down into, you know, gone into the dust. And, and you know, and, then, and so and after that, there was, a, there was a bit of time where I, I, I thought about, you know, ending it all and, mm. and you know, and... Just thought, what's the point? I'm not, you know. I, I started to feel that like there was no point in me being here. Right. Mm. Um, you know, I felt like my my children didn't need me anymore because they were grown up. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd ruined another relationship, and I just I just felt there was a lot of self loathing and 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 just like, what's the point in this? Why am I here? I just I would be. I genuinely thought I would be better off if I wasn't around. Right. Um, and it's only through talking to people yeah. and actually talking to loved ones as well. That was a, actually saying to them, look, this is how I'm feeling. And then them turn around and going, well, don't feel that way. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We love we love you and this is mm-hmm. why. And and communication is so key for human beings to, to, to get through anything. Communication is so important. 
Yeah. And so you were able to talk to people about your feelings. Is that just like that's perhaps just part of the sort of person you are, that, that you're, you're comfortable to do that? Yeah, I think so. I think mm. comedy helped me be... Because oh, I'm, I'm fundamentally a shy person. Oh. Growing up, I was crippled with, with shyness. Even now, I'll, it takes me days to send an email because I'm, I, the fear of rejection is mm. just so... It's just, it just hangs over me so much. So... I, I do have to battle that still, but comedy has helped me with that. I, you know, gigging, doing, you know, standing in front of people, hundreds of people making them laugh will will really, you know, sort your confidence out. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's it. I, but I totally get it. Some men are so, like my dad, he's yeah. a wonderful man, but he's so crippled with um, fear and shyness. And, and it comes out sometimes in anger and frustration because he doesn't know how to deal with it yeah. and, and that's the same with a lot of men instead of instead of turning around and being calm and saying look i'm really struggling with what is perceived to be a man mm. um you know they they, they they see it as being weak yeah. you know and, that, and that's a real shame yeah i was just going to say actually I, w- I was thinking as you was, as you're talking about my own dad and his dad and i guess it's quite cyclical isn't it if you don't see your dad opening up and, and communicating and reaching out you just see him sort of you know stiff upper lip and soldiering on and carrying on, then you think as a little boy that's what you're supposed to do. So I guess it is breaking that cycle a bit, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And Because you look at your parents and you go, well, they were, you trusted them. You like mm-hmm. they, they were your parents or you trusted all grown-ups when you were growing up. Like, they're the grown-ups, they know what they're doing. Mm. But when you become a grown-up and then you become, a, and maybe you become a parent yourself, you suddenly go, Oh no, they were winging it. They were just going by, they were trying to like dilute the crap that was put into them by their own parents. Yeah. Mm. And by going, oh, actually, we don't want to be like that. We're going to do this. But then the shadow of bad behavior looms large down the ages. And so, you know, generation after generation, you still get that like toxic masculinity and mm. another crap going on and it, and it takes it takes a lot of work to filter that stuff out and we're only now getting to a point where men can men can talk about their feelings because we've mm. been especially our generation generation x we've been told you push those feelings down you don't cry you be a man and blah 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 and it and it and it's really it's it's hard to work through you mm. know but we I think we're the first generation that are actually turning around and going no no we're actually gonna we're making the changes we might not benefit from those changes but we're the ones starting it i think so and how old are your boys they're in their 20s aren't they they're 22 and 28 right so and have you consciously been been different with them about yeah just talking more and yeah than your dad was yeah 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 Um, absolutely absolutely i mean mean, to begin with i wasn't with my with my with my my kids i because i just thought i know my dad my mum and dad, they the way they parented was the way to do it. And then after a while, you go, actually, no, that's not that's not quite right. I need to mm. figure this out for myself. But and you do, you figure it out. But um, yeah, well, I have been. I, I I remember saying to my lads, it doesn't matter how old we get, we must always hug and we must always yeah. tell each other we love each other. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point. I used to say to my lads, I was I was always on about them. I was like, if you're gay, it doesn't matter. You can come and tell me. To the point, they both turned around separately and said, like, Dad. For the last time, we're not gay. Can you stop banging on about it? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so I went too far the other way. Yeah. But it's important. It's important to try and to try and you'll be surprised if you just turn around and just blurt it out. You don't even have to prepare for it. Just go, listen, John, yeah. I'm I'm really struggling with what's happening. You know? Mm-hmm. And and you'll be surprised that the uh, most times they'll turn around and go, Yeah, do you know what, mate? So so am mm-hmm. I. 
and you'll have a chat about it. Um, maybe it'd be easier now because we're not with each other. Maybe mm. I've, I've definitely seen a change in the in pe- like people I haven't spoken to for a long time. Mm. Been messaging out the blue, going, "How's it going?" I'm really sorry that I let I let life get in the way. Oh. Yeah. So I think this, this there's going to be some good stuff coming out of what's happening. There will minute. definitely. It's funny you should say that, Rich, because um, my husband was saying and he's been on like calls all week. He works in the city, and he said that one thing has changed is that everyone is starting their calls with, "How are you? How are you? How's your family?" How's your head? Are you yeah. all right? Okay, now let's try and salvage whatever we're trying to do. But there is maybe there's there's some compassion that comes from this. I think so. I think this is really what's happened has really wiped the playing field, uh, mm. leveled the playing field. I think people are more people. Yeah, this is this is people are starting to realise that what's going on is 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 mad mm. you know we, we've never had to experience anything like this before in our lives and it's not just one or two people it's the entire world yeah suddenly yeah. have gone holy oh shit this is this is actually quite serious we need to do something about this and i think that's bringing people together we're actually more connected than we ever thought possible aren't we not only because we can pass this thing to each other but because we do need to reach out to each other yeah you know to make sure that we're all okay absolutely i think now this is you can really tell the, what people are well who people are at their core mm. when when disaster strikes and the majority of people yeah there's a percentage of people that are quite selfish and have just gone I don't give a shit I'm going to have all the toilet roll and the potatoes and whatever yeah. but the the rest of us have actually gone right right what we how do we get through this together how do we bring other people through this that maybe don't have uh, they're not as in a in a position in a, in a as good a position as some of us, you know. We're all a lot of us. We're trying to we're, we're reaching out and we're and we're bringing people up and we're and we're making sure everyone's got everything that they need and it's it's really bringing people together. Yeah. And I think that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You were talking about suicide before, and I was just uh, we were looking at the sort of research on this, and in the media over recent years, there's been obviously quite rightly a focus on the suicide rates in young men, but research would suggest um, that middle-aged men are equally at risk. Um, and the, the suicide stats for them are sort of sadly rising. Um, so men aged between sort of 45 to 49 are one of the most high risk groups uh, for suicide. Uh, and just for our listeners, that's nearly four times that of the women of the same age, which is just yeah. crazy, isn't it? Um, have you have you noticed any reoccurring themes from the interviews that you've done and uh, that might, I don't know, maybe connect the dots or explain why that might be? I think people, I think a lot of the time people, we all want to feel, not important, but we want to feel like we're worth something. Like they, do you know what I mean? It's, mm. And a lot of, I think what happens with middle-aged people is that we get to a point where we actually, we actually sort of figured out how the world works. We've figured out people, we've figured out ourselves a lot of the time. You know, we've kind of gone, actually, I'm happy with how I look and, and what I, who I am and, and, and but then society goes, yeah, but you're you're nearly past it. You're past it now. We don't need you. Yeah. There's a lot of focus on the young, and and mm-hmm. the, everybody. And it's like, why is that? We should be focusing on the, uh, people like us. We're in that. We're in we're in, the, we're in our prime. We're in the middle of it. We're in, we've 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 li- we've worked stuff out. We've got to the middle of our lives, and now we're like, right, okay, we've got some things. To, we've got some information, some knowledge that we can that we can give to people, and we can help other people get to where we are. But we don't. We kind of get pushed to one side and go, no, 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 you're old now. You can just get out of the way, Granddad. We're going to go and talk to the youth, and you're like, but they don't know anything. No. You know, yeah. I remember when I was a teenager, I was an idiot. Yeah. They might look good, but yeah. they don't know shit. 
But it's this obsession. <laughs> it's this obsession with the young and the youth. And no disrespect to them, but you don't know what you're doing. You think you do, but you don't. And that's mm. and I take and I say that from experience, having been a youth myself. Mm. You know, you we this, this society. Maybe this will happen now. You know, society needs to change and realize that middle-aged people actually know a lot more about what's going on than, than we're given credit. You know. Yeah. And so yeah. I think a lot of times men, especially especially now, roles are changing. You know, when you go back to what the, the fundamentals of human of being a human you know you had the like the men went out and and they went out and they and they grabbed the food and then they came back and then and then women would would sort out the house and things like that and i'll talk about way back like cavemen times or whenever it was you know mm. and now roles have changed women go out and they find the food and and they have to bring it back and then and so but we're still fighting those animal instincts, I feel, mm. you know? And so yeah. men have now got to get to a point where they go, actually, no, things are level. We're, basically, human beings are animals. It's, mm. And men, men, and I'm sorry to say this, men are beasts. And we will, either, we will either eat it. If we can't eat it, we'll try and have sex with it. If we can't have sex with it, then we'll just push it to one side or we'll kill it. And that's, yeah. that's fun. That's what's in men. That's why most sex, offend sex offenders are men. You know, yeah. it, it, that's how it feels anyway. And yeah. so, and I, and, and, and I think men have to accept that. They go, do you know what? They, we, all men are fighting those urges. All men. I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, that all men are sex offenders and all men are this, all men are that. I'm yeah. just saying that all men are animals mm. and we are fighting those urges all the time. And because we're more, some, some people are more civilised than others, and some people have a conscious mm. and they have empathy and things like that, then... We don't act on those impulses, you know. When you see someone that you're attracted to, you don't just grab them and drag them into a bush. You know, you're, you actually go, oh, no, actually, why don't you say hello to her, you know? <laughs> but there are other men, like Weinstein, that gets a bit of power and his ego kicks in. Mm. And then he's like, right, well, I'm the king of the castle. I'll yeah. just grab and fuck wherever I want. Yeah. No, I'm sorry if that's yeah. swearing. But prime example, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, and that's the difference. So all men are animals. Women, women seem to be a bit more subtle than men. Women have more of a nurturing thing. I mean, I mean, I'm probably being hugely sexist by saying all of this, but no, it just seems to be... Women are that, a lot you know, more manipulative, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, you know, God, I mean, yeah. there, there will be the... I mean, maybe not the Weinstein equivalent. Well, it's clever, females, but, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think women, I think because f- physically men are stronger. Yeah. Women are mentally stronger. Women mm. have more to deal with. I mean, you have periods mm. every month. Mm. You have to deal with when you, you know, You've, you've you've got you have to, you you Give you are built to you're, yeah you're built to create yeah. life and so mm. you've got all these other different chemicals around going around in your body, and all these other different things to deal with. Men really don't have a lot to deal with. We we're there when the, you know when we try and do our best to look after you when you're when you're run down or when you've got your period or when you're mm. pregnant, but really women do it all. Mm. You know, and so women are. Women are mentally stronger than men, and that's how that's how they get through life is that is by being mentally stronger and manipulating a little bit more. And whereas yeah. men, men are just animals with hammers, and we just go, "Ah, oh, I'm going to just do this." <laughs> so going back to that thing, what you've just been saying about men being basically animals. Yeah. Um, when you're talking to other men about mental health issues, are they feeling the pressure to be? 
masculine to be successful to you know more do, do you think is that something that comes out a lot absolutely that's mm. exactly what it is we 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 still it's in us it's in our core to be stronger better higher mm. up than everybody mm. the king we we we're, we're built to be kings you know mm. and and we and we're fighting that now you know because now society has changed you know women can be kings as well and it and it's not it doesn't it doesn't it's not all about your not about you being stronger it's about who's who's the best one for the job, you know, yeah. and it, mm. and that's what we're we're dealing with cha- that, that that change in society now. That's and that and a lot of men are struggling with that because we've been brought up with I go out, I do the work, I come back, she sorts the house out, she sorts the kids out, mm. you know, and 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 and, and men, I mean, we've been told that from when we were kids that yeah, that is so what it is to be a man. Men now in their forties and fifties are still presumably that's that would explain a bit of that sort of rise at, at that sort of age of, you know, there being emotional issues and problems. Younger men, presumably, it's not going to be as as bad for them, surely, would you think? No, or... I don't think so. I no. think we're, the changes have already been... We've, we've yeah. started making the changes, so the next generation, they won't... They It'll be, it'll be diluted again. The generation after that will be diluted again. There's not mm. going it's, to... It's happening, but I think society, again, expects it to be overnight. You know, it's yeah. supposed to be suddenly we're all supposed to be woke. Suddenly we're all supposed to know all of the pronouns. We're all supposed to know everything overnight. There's, there isn't, we're not given any time to adjust. And we're not given, we all need to transition mm. and it all need, and it all takes time. But because of social media as well, we're, we're, we're just bar- we're just in the middle of this barrage of, if you say one thing out of place, oh, then you're you kicked out. Jump on you. I mean, on it, Twitter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just, Give me a minute. I don't, mm. I've just, I've, you know, with trans people, I've just, you know, yeah, I, for example, so I've just met somebody that my brain has said to me that is a man because that's mm. how we've been conditioned. Mm. But then that person is telling me that they they identify as a woman, mm. and they and they and they're wearing women's clothing and they're doing this, and they're doing that, and your brain just has to just just have a minute to go right. I've got a lot of I've got forty eight years. Yeah. of bullshit pumped into my head by other people. Mm. I just need a minute just to get my head around what's happening now. I don't want any, and because it's not, I'm not out to offend anybody. Yeah. I want, I want every, I want us all to get on and yeah. all we need. And that is why going back to communication is key. Don't be scared to ask questions. Don't be scared to when, when you meet people from with different backgrounds and different things going on, say to that, you can say to them, okay, I, I, I've, this is, I've got to be honest. This is all new to me. Can we let's have a chat? You know, yep. it, it, communication is so important rather than just shooting everybody down. I think you're right. I think also it's about intent, isn't it? Yes. And your intent, it, it, it doesn't sound to me, I don't know you personally, but it doesn't sound to me like you are out to, you know, tear anyone down or offend anybody. If anything, you're curious and you just want to learn. So I think that, that's yeah. a really important thing about just communicating, having that, will it be willing to have that conversation? Absolutely. Well, that's the thing about the podcast. The podcast isn't about. It's not about me. It's about the guests that I have on because I'm. I feel that I'm still learning, and I. You, you. That's the other thing as well. There isn't a destination with all this. You are just constantly learning, becoming a better human than you were before, working out your bad bits, your good bits, and then one day you're not here anymore, and that's it. That's all life is. I. Mm. I feel anyway, and so. 
I, when I have people on the podcast, I'm, I'm curious about that person. I find that person interesting and I want them to tell me things that then I, and, and that I can le- learn from, you know, yeah. it's, I hear so many podcasts where halfway through them, I'm, I'm shouting at the, at the stereo, just, can you shut up and let the guests speak for a minute? <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, about, it's about them. So many of our listeners will now, now will be thinking, yeah, Rich, we, that's relatable. We're <laughs> often thinking, Amy, Louise, shut up. Um, as, I, I just- as I said it, I thought, I haven't let these speak for a more <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Talking of your sort of vulnerability, um, last year at the Edinburgh Festival, uh, you sparked a huge online response when you told performers that they should be more honest on social media about your ticket sales and stuff like that. And I guess that does feed into that thing of particularly men, but I think women are guilty of it as well, of saying um, everything's great, things are going really well and uh, this is really popular and everything's selling really well. <laughs> yeah. And you, you described playing to two people and their dog in a 100-seat space and, and it was retweeted lots of times. What, what prompted you to kind of share and be vulnerable like that? Well, I just, I think, ever, well, over the last couple of years, I've never, been, I've never been called reliable before. I've never been called honest and I don't mean like lies, lie, lie, but you're not being honest about how I was feeling about things and which would get me into trouble. Instead of like, for example, if I was in a relationship and I wasn't feeling it, instead of saying, I'm not feeling this, I'd be like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then I'd meet someone else and then there'd be mm-hmm. a bit of a, there'd be a bit of an overlap going on. And, and so I then you end up telling lies, not because you want to, you don't, it's not notched on the bedpost or oh, look at me, I've got two people at the same time. It's like, oh, I don't, because you don't know how to deal with it. You're not being very honest. And, so after having counselling and coming out the other side, actually people say to me, 
people feel they can rely on me. People, mm. people say you're just so open and honest, and I, that mm. means more to me than any any award or any any sort of plaudit in the world. So. I saw in Edinburgh, people were struggling already. It was like day two. And Edinburgh, the festival is such a, it's it, yeah. it will eat you alive if you let it. It's massive. Mm. And I just I just thought, you know what, something needs to be said. I just, and I, I, I was just a throwaway tweet. I just, I just thought if one or two people read it and they get some comfort from it, then so be it. Because no one knows who I am. No, I'm not Johnny Big. Big cheese. I'm not Mr. <laughs> Edinburgh. I'm just a comedian, and I just thought might be some people that know who I am that might get some comfort from this. And 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 you know, so, I mean, uh, Jack. When I said to Jade, my missus, that I was going to do it, she's like, No, no, no. What are you doing? No, don't do that. Don't do that. You just got to keep telling people that everything's fine. And I'm like, Oh, mm. I feel, I feel, I want to do this. And mm. and it. And it, yeah, it, it snowballed. It was amazing. That is kind of encouraging, isn't it? Because I guess, like, from that PR point of view, and obviously Jade is totally right, the thing is sort of like, say it's really busy and then more people come because they think it's really busy. But I guess, yeah. I guess sometimes it feels, it feels like that's not authentic. It's just fake. And I can't do fake anymore. Mm. I can't pretend, you know. And again, well, funny enough, Jade's one of the most honest people I, I know. She can't, she can't hide any feelings whatsoever. She's very, it's very hard on her sleeve. And so, and I'm the same. I don't want to, I don't mm. want to pretend. I don't think it helps anybody. It doesn't help no. you set. It doesn't help you because you've got to keep it. You can't keep that shit up. Mm. And after, you know, you build, his castle's built on sand, isn't it? And after a while, you, people are going to, it's going to collapse. And at least if you come yeah. from somewhere honest, there's no, your foundations are strong. And and I think mm. that was where, like, yeah, I just wanted to be honest and, and tell people, look, this, I'm just as buggered as you are. This is this is how it's going to be. This is how the festival is. Mm, you know, yeah. you're going to have a day where you're sold out. You're going to have a day when there's no one there. You're going to, and it's the same with this where we're at now with this with this lockdown. You know, we you're going to have days when you're productive. You're going to have days when you're crying. You're oh going to have days. Absolutely, uh, that's what I've noticed uh, yeah. last week. So yeah. up and down. I'm like one day I'm like, all oh, right, I've got a handle on this now. I'm fine. Next day, just spent the day sobbing. You know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And everybody is the, in exactly the same boat we are all going to go through these emotions there's going to be you're going to have grief there's going to be sadness there's going to be euphoria there's going to be all manner of emotions and what you have to do is just it, it, this is the same as edinburgh but you're you just have to embrace it and go right that's how i'm feeling today yeah you know and hopefully you'll put on some music that you like or watch a film or eat something and maybe that'll make you feel better but oh my god it's, you know it's the same edinburgh, edinburgh, edinburgh is hard it's hard man yeah it's just dawned on me maybe that um comedians rich are uniquely sort of qualified for this lockdown absolutely <laughs> obviously you don't have to go out on flyer but the emotional <laughs> roller coaster is the same of that, that thing of like this will pass yeah tomorrow might be a better day and comedians have to sorry comedians have to we have to rebuild after every gig after mm. everything we do we're, we're very much we're very used to solitude um, we spend a lot of time on our own. We drive, drive into gigs like four hours to get to a gig. You do 20 minutes on stage and then you're four hours back again in the car. You, you know, that's a lot of time on your own. And, and, and if you've had a crap gig as well, you have to, you have to tell yourself, no, no, remember the other gig you did. You remember that yeah. gig you did the other day and you got a stand ovation, you got or whatever, you know. Or, so it's, yeah, we, we're very much used to this, I feel. Mm. Yeah, funnily enough. So you've you've pursued your dream of being a stand-up comedian. You, you know you're excelling in it, and and so many uh, men currently in their forties to sixties, you know, because of their situations that they're expected to and need to get like you know a proper job, like a, a I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, not that I'm saying uh, you know. <laughs> no, 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 you're right, you're right, yeah. But, but that that I guess they they can't 
have that indulgence to go and pursue their um, passion. Um, I mean, do you think that maybe plays a part in the fact that so many are struggling emotionally? Absolutely, it does. Yeah, I was very lucky. I've been very lucky to have in my life uh, very, very supportive people. Um, when I, yeah, I, when I started comedy, I was with a woman called Marilyn. And Marilyn was great. She just went, you really, she was like, you really have it. You have this thing that you could, that you could be really good at this. If you stop being a dick, mm. you could be really good at this. And so she was really supportive. My, uh, my ex-wife was very supportive. Jay's very supportive. I've been very lucky to have people in my life that have pushed me on and, uh, and have lifted me up. Whereas a lot of men don't have that, you know, or a lot of men, they wanted to be footballers or something yeah. like that. And you're like, to be honest, a very tiny percentage of people manage to be footballers or comedians or musicians or, and that's the difference as well. We're, we're told you follow your dreams. You could be whoever you want, but that's not always the case. Mm. You know, I'm a, I'm very, very lucky. I'm very, I'm very privileged and very lucky. And, and I'm not showing off in any way, shape or form, but a lot of, a lot of people don't, they just don't have that. I don't have supportive people. They might be the funniest people in the, in the world, but no one's pushing them. No yeah. one's, like, again, goes back to what you said about permission. No one's giving them permission. Mm. And I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, they squash down other people, partners, you know, they'll, because they're jealous, is it? They're envious, you mm. know? They're like, well, I won't, I won't ever achieve anything, so I don't want you to either. Yeah. Mm. And there's a lot of that. So there's a lot of bitterness and resentment and, it's it's a it's a minefield being in a in a relationship, but again, communication is what is 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 key. More likely, our listeners probably are more likely to be the wives of of most of these men that we're perhaps discussing. Would you would you have any advice for them to go and like tell their partners to go and pursue whatever it is that they want to do? Maybe in the evenings. Yeah, I mean, or... I, yeah. I, this is the other thing as well. A lot of people in relationships aren't happy that they're in them. Mm. And you're like, why are you in this relationship? Yeah. Like we, we, this again. Society says you meet someone, you, 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 you pledge your allegiance to each other. And you go right, this is it. Uh, but I don't think human beings are actually like that fundamentally. I think this, this is this might be wrong. I don't know, but I think men and women aren't. We're not monogamous. We're mm. we're supposed to kind of meet this person, have a, be with them for a little while, go on, you know, meet someone else, and and I think that. It seems to be that's what people should be like because I know very few people that are actually happily married mm. or happily in a relationship. And so they're, they're, they're not as happy to turn around and say to their partner, why don't you go and, be a, go and try comedy? Go and join a band. Why don't you go and mm. do this or go and do that? Because actually saying to somebody, oh, just give up your job and go and do that is, is quite a big thing. But actually encouraging someone... because So what you're doing is, is very creative. And I, I think when people have a creative outlet it may not be their job but that's, yeah, you can, that's yeah. good for people isn't it for their mental health to have a creative outlet oh absolutely yeah try and find a way where they can do both i'm not i'm not saying to anybody now that yeah you you should turn around and say to your partner quit your 50 grand a year job <laughs> and go and do the chuckle hut in hull <laughs> For no money, yeah, go and do that. Yeah, no, no, the kid, no, me and the kids will be fine. <laughs> no, but but find a find a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, on, a, yeah. on a on a Thursday night, they go. Look, I know where you're right. Yeah, on Thursday, I'm going to go off and I'm going to try and be a comedian. Or on Friday, that's when I meet up with the lads and we and we we do an open mic session. We do it. We 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 get the band. And we have a jam session somewhere. I think both all all people in relationships need something. They need uh, they need a night where they're doing their thing. 
And that, yeah. that's what keeps it. That's why, that's why uh, Jade and I work really well together because we've got our own stuff going on. Yeah. So yeah. we're not really we're not really around each other. It's a very again privileged position to be in. So I think I think couples need that. They need to find their own thing. Yeah. So absolutely. That, so they, yeah. then then when they come back, they go, "How was your night? Oh, it's brilliant. I was with Carol, and she did this, and she did that, and how was your night? Oh yeah, John did this, and he did that." It fires you up. You've got things to talk about that aren't So the pair of you, fighting, you know? I mean, my understanding, obviously not now because we're in this sort of lockdown, but usually you would be both going and doing your own gigs most nights or going to and going to other people's gigs, presumably. Most nights. Yeah, most almost nights, every yeah. night. So then you come back together. Sometimes you'll be together going to someone else's, presumably, other times doing your own thing. You come back together, you've got stuff to talk about and encouraging each other and all of that. Um but can I just ask you then what what is it like at the moment? Because you because also you haven't you've been self isolating for a couple of weeks, haven't you? The pair of you and you've we not have, been yeah. well actually, have you? You so no, we've we've all there's three of us here. There's myself, Jade Adams, my missus, and uh, Paul Sweeney, a fellow comedian. Uh, we're all in lockdown together and we've all had this virus thing. Mm. It's been, but we've actually been really, we had an argument just now before we were, came online to record <laughs> this. But we were just, we, it was, it all kind of exploded. But then we give ourselves a minute and then we come back and go, yeah. I, I'm really sorry about that. That was, that was unnecessary. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry too. Yeah. There's a lot of civility because we realise we're all locked in and the last oh, thing you want is to be you've, caged you've, caged yeah. up with animals shouting at each other. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think the other, the other thing as well, yeah. going back to what we were talking about before, about people going off and doing it, finding their own thing. Hmm. What happened when I was married is that my wife worked, you know, she worked from early, she had to be at work at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning. She didn't get home till seven o'clock at night. Um and then she just wanted to just sit and relax at home, you know, mm. with her husband. And her husband wasn't there. So that caused mm. problems. I was never there. You know, all the times that she, like, the weekends when she should be being with her husband and, and, and doing stuff with her husband. Her husband was out talking to strangers, so, you know, in, in thousands of miles away. And, and that causes problems as well. So I, I, I know how difficult it is to be married to someone that when you're living at opposite ends of the day. You know, yeah, so that yeah. causes problems as well. So I get that. I know me turning around going, oh, yeah, you should have a night for yourself. Sometimes you're too knackered. You've been yeah. at work all day. You don't want to go and do something with somebody else. You just want to sit in front of the telly and yeah. chill out with the with the person you've pledged your allegiance to. You know, mm -hmm. and so this, I, I get it. This, there's more grey gray areas than me just sitting there going, yeah, find something. Just, <laughs> you know. I guess when you do meet somebody for the first time you met somebody and you would just walk over broken glass to be with them, wouldn't you? And I guess yes. it's keeping that, like that the, they are carving out that time. Like, you know, yes, I did have a gig that night, but I know I had one last night and one tomorrow. I'm actually, I'm going to ring fence that night and you do it too. And, and yeah. keep that space for each other. I guess, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I struggle with it so much, but one thing's for sure, we were struggling with quality time, uh, me and my husband, and um, <laughs> we've had a lot of that. Uh, some of it not so quality. <laughs> well, it's, that is, it's, it's, it, that's the other thing as well. Is uh, if, are you are you in a relationship with somebody that you want to spend time with? Do you want to be with that person? Do you want to ring fence a night off and mm. go? Let's have some wine. Let's go to the cinema. Oh, we'll watch a film. We'll do you know a date night for want of a better word, yeah. better better phrase and. You know, do you want to do that? That's the key. You know, if you're in a relationship with someone that you want to do that with still, then that's That's half the battle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're looking across that person, 
And they're looking at you going, oh, she used to wear underwear for me and she used to do this and do that. And now she doesn't do any of that. And she's looking at him going, oh, he makes you do is wear that fucking underwear. I'd, you, know, and, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, you don't want to be together then, do you? Oh, there's a, there's an underlying problem somewhere yeah. that you need to, that you need to talk about before you start organizing date nights and things like that. Do you want to be in that relationship? That's the, that's the key question. Yeah. Do um, other men get in touch with you uh, after listening to the podcast about issues that they're facing? Do you find that you get a do you get a lot of interaction from listeners? I do. Yeah, I do. I get messages messages all the time from from men. From a lot of men, just saying because because of how I sound. I'm I, I'm a yeah. van I'm a van driver from Kent. Fundamentally, <laughs> that's it. And so I just find myself in a in a privileged position of you know being able to talk to a lot of people at the same time. And, and I get messages all the time from guys just going, mate, you don't know me. I just listen to the podcast and I just want to say thank you. Oh, God. So I, I, yeah. yeah, it's really, I get women as well. A lot of women yeah, message I'm me. Yeah, sure. Oh, God. I mean, it's yeah. about, I'm, I know, I mean, it's not just a podcast for men. I want to make that really clear. But I think because of, the, you know, as I said at the beginning, the way you sound and also I think instinctively just listening to you as well and the way you are you know, on Twitter and things, people absolutely get that you are, you know, going back to before, you're, you are caring and you're genuine. And, mm. you know, so, um, I, yeah, I'm not surprised that people get in touch. And, and again, it's that it's a safe way of starting to think about, you know, actually, am I all right? Yeah. That's it. And also, it's really bloody funny as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's the other thing as well. It's trying to do it. really yeah. quite rude and funny and, you know, so. <laughs> well, that's it. Do you know what? I just, you know, that, yeah, I swear. Yeah, I, I say, I, I talk, I'm a bit rude sometimes, but, you just know. Fabulous. It, it is fabulous. Yeah. It's a really fabulous thank you. listen. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, I'd like to just say thank you for talking to us today. Um, and I think probably you'll never know how many people you've helped through um your podcast because you know for all the people that get in touch and say oh i want to say how much it helped me there will be so many that just actually go away and start thinking and you know that that won't ever get in touch i hope yeah that's that's nice i think that's the other thing as well doing things for other people but not expecting anything back yeah i really i really that's something i've learned as well like really Give, well, you know, you a lot of us would like you're walking up the street and you give someone a couple of quid, like a homeless person, a couple of quid, and in your head, you you, you just like this bargaining thing. Oh, I've just done that. That means I'm gonna have some good karma coming my way. Yeah. And you're like, what are you talking about? Just do the thing, and yeah. hopefully, that nice thing you did will then make something else nice happen in yeah. the world. And so yeah. I don't. And so I don't do it. I don't do it expecting reward. No. I just want to know. I just want to. I just want to do it. And hopefully it makes. And also, yeah. you're getting. You, of course, you are getting. You're you're meeting people and learning from them, like you said. Yeah. So, so there is. You know, you're you are getting something. But as part of that, you're helping many other people as well. Well, that so. that's all. That's all. It's that's what it's all about. Let's, yeah. let's, let's help each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fabulous and it's funny and it's insightful. So um, I'd suggest everybody listening goes and listens to Insane in the Membrane, and I'll put a you know, a link up as well. So thank you so much, Rich, for thank you. To us today. It's been. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to virtually meet you. Yeah, and you. You both have great voices. Thank you. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.